0: Welcome back to Sustainably Influenced, the podcast guiding you through the minefield of sustainability
1: with your hosts, Bianca Foley and Charlotte Williams. Hello and welcome back to Sustainably Influenced. Hello. So this is episode four Mm -hmm. and we're talking all things secondhand furniture and sustainability. I'm really excited for this one. I think you love homeware.
0: Yeah, this is this is really my jam and I'm very... As you can probably hear, I'm very smiley right yeah. now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I also love homeware, but I'm currently redecorating my flat and I currently hate <laughs> anything to do with home because I'm, like, months in and it's still not finished, so... And breathe. So, today, I have an article... That is from Build Magazine. It's a bit of a random one. But it has really interesting stats. So the title is, National Poll Reveals Almost Half of Brits Are Unaware That Buying Pre-Loved or Secondhand Furniture Is Greener Than Buying New. It was released in 2019 by Susanna Griffin. And I just thought it was a really interesting headline because it really talks about the general public's mindset. And what they think. Because obviously we're in a bubble. Mm. We're in a sustainability bubble. We hear lots. We
0: have our ears to the ground. Yeah. Have
1: our and ears to the ground. And regular people maybe don't. No. And it's just really mm. interesting. What was the stat? 50%? Almost half of Brits. I'll give you some stats. Okay. So. Um, we, love,
0: we love some data on this Some of the podcast. the
1: headline statistics that have come out of this article are... of Brits are unaware that new furniture has a higher carbon footprint than pre-loved, which is really interesting. Wow. Brits throw away 1.6 million tonnes of bulky waste and furniture a year. Much of it is actually reusable. I can see that because... It's
0: really upsetting, actually.
1: And then the last one is, a new chest of drawers has a carbon footprint, which is 16 times higher than its vintage equivalent.
0: These are wild stats.
1: I'm, re- I'm really hung up on
0: that 1.65 million tonnes. I'm not. No, so, I'm not, not Not that I'm not. When I say I'm hung up on it, I'm upset by the amount. Mm. Have you ever been to...
1: A re- I know you have. This is a rhetorical question. Have you ever been to a recycling centre? I love them. <laughs>
0: I love a recycling centre. <laughs> We're going centre. tomorrow
1: to get rid of oh, just loads of stuff. But recycling centres are filled with things that are... Reusable. Reusable and recyclable. And obviously... It's great that people go there. But we have, I'm going to let you <laughs> let you all into a little secret. <laughs> so my partner and I are really big fans of buying secondhand and yep. also selling or giving away our Final furniture. Jump. If you yep. follow me on Instagram, I've always got something. There's always something on your stories. There's like, always something. DM me if you're interested in buying this X item. To be fair, a lot of it goes. We sell a lot of our, I'm saying this as if, I sell a lot, but I've redecorated twice. Once last year during lockdown and once now. And during that time, we have sold basically all of our furniture and then started again. But
0: This is what I think is a good thing, though, the fact that you do that. Oh, thanks. It's You're welcome. It's nice to see people actually utilising all of these different services that are Mm -hmm. out there, using social media, word of mouth. I mean, I always go back to, I always think of a time that's gone. (laughs) Back in the olden days, where people... We used to leave stuff out on the street, yes, yeah, so and this then is where leave I was a sign, going. leave a sign on it.
1: Yeah, so this is still a thing. So anything that doesn't get sold on my Instagram, the
0: Bermuda Triangle. Oh,
1: got, I've got two. <laughs> I've got two things: <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle, which you have given that name yeah. to me, and now Amelia uses it and loves it. It's like one of our little in jokes. So if it doesn't get sold through Gumtree, Facebook, whatever, we'll then just assume that nobody wants to buy it. So we will put it either outside our flat. And then, if it doesn't get taken away within twenty four hours,
0: then take it to the recycling. we'll take it
1: to the recycling center, and we let our neighbors know it's not going to be there for ages. So this week, we had a really old chest of drawers that we wanted to get rid of. We bought it from Gumtree years ago, It had a few scratches on it, but it's still in good, good nick, but nobody really wanted it, and it was quite big and it was difficult to cargo. so <laughs> yeah. we, what's the word? So we decided we bought a new pair of chest drawers from Gumtree. And then put them in the bedroom and then Emilio and our friend Tom took them out of the bedroom and put them on the street. And in with, the Bermuda Triangle? No, not in the Bermuda, that's somewhere uh, else. Um, and then in front of our flat and then literally with the, that was at night time. We woke up the next day and it was gone. God. And then we have the Bermuda Triangle, which is our friend. I won't say where it is because it's gonna, It's going. the spot is popping. But our friend lives not too far from us and... There's just like a spot by his flat where he noticed if you leave anything, it will go.
0: Yeah, there's always one.
1: So, and it's not like going because like the council are picking it up. They're going because he's seen people taking it. So we have left loads of stuff there in in the past. And we've got a bit more this week. We've got some like frames and stuff that are like still good. So we're just going to put them in the Bermuda Triangle.
0: I love that this is now a thing. And I have to be honest, how I met your mother That's where I got it from. It's from How I Met Your Mother. There was like a big barrel or something. They put it outside and it disappeared. And they called it... I don't know if they called it the Bermuda Triangle, but it just reminded me of that. And yeah, hence the name, because things disappear in the triangle. Conspiracies.
1: Anyway, so I do that with my furniture. Mm. We sell a lot. We buy a lot secondhand, mainly because it's just more affordable. Not really for anything else. And also things like... I'm looking for a new sofa at the moment... And we're probably gonna get one secondhand. There's actually a shop on eBay, which is a refurbished sofa shop and they do a lot of swoon sofas. Oh, and, amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. I can't remember what it's called, but I've been I've saved a few of the sofas, but they're graded. So there's like A plus, A, B plus, B, C plus. You don't really want anything below B plus. Yeah. So there's a couple that I've found that have been. Unless B+. you're looking
0: to re-reupholster and yeah. things
1: like that. But A plus is like practically new A is like it's got a little bit of wear B plus is like there's a little bit yeah (laughs) there might be like one mark on it B is like there's a bit of damage and from C it's not great
0: there are a lot of those stores but they have physical stores as well those mm. online ones, i have got physical ones. Can you tell so, me where
1: they are? Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> so, up, uh, if you are in London and can get to Bow, which is near Mile End, quite easily, mm. there's somewhere that I've bought a lot of our oh, furniture lofties. from. Bloody love Lofties, mate. The <laughs> thing is, <laughs> though... This isn't sponsored. I just shop there a hell of a the lot. The
1: problem with Lofties is it's too popular now. Yeah, and it's got go really popular. Like it goes that. in a
0: heartbeat. But I find that if you just pop in there, you're going to find more than what you will find online. Oh, really? I bought my coffee table in there. Mm. I bought. You
1: get your sofa in there. No, your I first didn't. One. Oh no.
0: No, I wanted to buy the sofa in there, but it actually worked out better for me. Unfortunately, I had to buy it new because mm. I couldn't get the colour I wanted from second hand. Yeah. I bought a small like chest of drawers in there as well. They sell a lot of customer returns, so stores like loaf made swoon
1: mm.
0: west elm they get a lot of customer returns and if an item isn't then sellable many of these discount stores will buy in that stock from these stores and like home Sense as well that's another place that does it mm. that's what it, a lot of their stuff is customer returns and it's not that they're secondhand. well but they are secondhand. it's that they've gone to people and they're brand new and i think there's this misconception that people think that Because it's coming from one of these stores that it's been in somebody's house for a long time. And a lot of people I know don't particularly want to have secondhand items in their home. Yeah. For like everyday use. There's this thing that people have a bit of like an issue with. Yeah,
1: with the sofa as an example, my fiance was like, I don't want a secondhand sofa. And I was like, "But we sold our sofa secondhand and we cleaned it before we sold it. Mm. Like we're really nice people. It was like people don't do that. And I was like, I've got like an industrial cleaner at home. I can clean it. And he was just like, no. But then I told him what like the shop was and that most of them aren't actually, they haven't been used. Mm. They've just been sold and brought back. And he's like, oh, okay, maybe. But it's just really interesting. Different people have mm. different ideas. But I was thinking back and I was just like, some of your friends have had their sofas for like the longest time. My parents, as much as my mum washes her sofa covers quite regularly, she's had the same sofa since I was born.
0: But items in your home and especially big ticket items, your sofa, your bed, wardrobes, dining tables, things like that. You don't buy them every week. They shouldn't Mm. be considered fast items. They shouldn't be considered disposable because they're things that you're spending a heck of a lot of money on if you are buying it new. And you're keeping it for a very, very long time because it is is an investment piece. And And they're expensive. They're so expensive. I mean, I moved into my house two years ago. And thank God I started buying a few things before we moved because I couldn't have afforded it. You lot would have found me on OnlyFans. I'm just putting it (laughs) out there. Just putting it out there. But it's like these items, you don't realise how expensive they are until you're going to buy them. Oh, gosh. We sold a lot of our furniture from the flat before on Gumtree, on Facebook Marketplace. And there's always somebody who needs it because these things are... And it goes back to the cost. Things are so expensive that the affordability... Of secondhand makes it more desirable, mm. and I don't know why, but I get a little bit of like a, an icky feeling slightly now that I know that secondhand furniture is becoming trendy. I think the accessibility side of it is great, it's the same with fashion where people who have access to fast fashion and can only shop that, yeah. then it's great. And the people that can only shop secondhand when it comes to furniture, I get it, but when it becomes trendy. I feel like people are going to take away the the accessibility and the option for people that actually need it. Like with charity oh, shops. Oh, right. Like charity okay. shops. I was like,
1: babe, like, where are you
0: going with this?
1: <laughs> you can't be like, ahead of the trend all the time. But yeah, <laughs> and, Right, I totally get that. It's like
0: how we've seen with charity shops. Oh, yeah. And charity shops are now trendy to the point that people who actually use charity shops to shop for everything because of the affordability issue now can't. Because things aren't available in there. Because people are going in there and buying willy-nilly.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, no, that's just it's, me. Some, it's just me. No, you're right. It's something to think about. So I'm going to read a quote from this article. So John Paul Savant, CEO of ATG, he commented on the gap in awareness of people not understanding how environmentally good it is to buy secondhand. So he... Said, we are being told about the environmental impact that humans have on the planet like never before, leading many people to rethink the way they use and recycle goods. Yet despite its high carbon footprint, furniture is not given the same level of attention as other, quote unquote, fast goods, such as food and fashion. And he says that he wants to change this. And that is just such an interesting idea. Mm. Fast fashion fast interiors, fast furniture. Mm. And it kind of links with what you're saying, yeah. you know, people buying second-hand goods. It's now become trendy. It's like we've got the fashion cycle. We're seeing PLT and all of these places do really well. And then you... The likes of IKEA do really well. Yeah. And that's considered fast, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, kind of faster. I, yeah, faster, because I think IKEA aren't that bad. I don't want to say fast, maybe...
0: They're jogging. They're not running. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a slow, a slow, <laughs> slow run. But no, I don't know how bad, we're going to have to Google that. I don't know how bad Ikea actually No, I know that they're doing a lot. Because they're Scandi.
1: Yeah, so they're like doing generally. a lot.
0: But it's how the items are made. But a lot, like, aren't they doing a buyback scheme now? Yeah, they are. Yeah, which is quite cool. So I'm here for that. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've got Ikea furniture Everyone has Ikea furniture. Can't if you don't IKEA. have Ikea furniture in your house... You deserve a medal. That's yeah.
1: That's I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember when I lived... I think I've discussed this on a podcast episode before. But when I lived in Portugal, I was in my early 20s. And when I lived there, it was like 2012 to 2014. And... Or to 2015, really. There was like a shift in the country. It was like really strange. And that everyone started to... Ikea came. They had an Ikea in Spain... And people were going to Spain to get their IKEA products. But then they launched one in Portugal and IKEA became super trendy. And everyone changed the, how their houses look. And they started to like buy IKEA furniture, and make everything super modern and get rid of all of these like amazing antique 16th century beautiful pieces of furniture. Like they last forever. Like an armoire. Yeah, like serious <laughs> shit. And I lived there and I had a field day. I used to go on their equivalent of Gumtree. I can't remember what it's called now. And I would buy so much like random furniture. So my flat had this like so full, had this telephone chair that was really really old and we repainted the words and then we upholstered the seat Mm, and it was beautiful and it was just in my bedroom and I also got like an old vintage telephone and then just like all these like amazing like side tables and stuff they were just really beautiful and some of them we refurbished and some of them just left us as be and they were so lovely and so cheap because everyone just wanted red yeah but it was just so interesting to see that shift in in fashion but with furniture, like the interiors kind of trend completely shifted over there. And everything
0: became very, about more like straight lines, I'm guessing, yeah. and like neutral colours. Lots and of whites. Monochrome, white. monochrome yeah. also, I should say. But I remember when IKEA became way more popular and it became the go-to place.
1: I don't remember that happening. I just always remember, and I think maybe my mum's best friend is Swedish, so we used to go to Sweden a lot when I was younger. So I... Went to IKEA a lot because they just go to, to IKEA over there just like, for, like a, pop dinner. Into the shops, yeah, yeah. So we, no,
0: I know I, my niece lives or one of my nieces lives in Sweden. Yeah, and when I went to visit her. We we just went to IKEA a load, and it was like, <laughs> okay, I brought back all this stuff with me, and I thought to myself, why did I do that? There's there's an IKEA around the corner. Me. <laughs> it's really strange, but it became this weird phenomenon. Do you know why I think it's so notable for me? I lived in North London. I grew up in North London.
1: Woop woop. Yep, yep. North London massive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know about any of our listeners, but I remember when the Edmonton IKEA opened and the roadblock that happened because my mum, myself and my two aunts. (laughs) Blocked the road. We were part (laughs) of the roadblock. We parked on like this after the flyover, walked over the flyover near the IKEA at Edmonton. Walked in. They weren't letting people in. And my mum found it. Uh, I'm going to just like call my mum out for this. She found an emergency exit that was open. The queue was literally around. The, the whole car park was rammed. That was when people were fighting over the 50 pound sofa and pulling it in half and sawing it and stuff. My mum found this emergency exit that was open. I went, Just come on, babes. We're going to go up there. And we just rocked up the emergency exit and ended up in the store when they'd stopped letting people in. And we bought loads of stuff. We did up my whole bedroom just from that visit. It was fantastic. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've just got this vision of me and mum legging it upstairs, which is quite funny. Is so funny. It used to be so us back in the day. So bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot of websites that you can buy and sell secondhand. But I don't know of any online physical stores where you can do that so much that aren't antiques. Do you know of any sort of places that you can do, like you can take something in and maybe like a consignment type place for furniture? What do you mean? Like how you would take in a designer item to a consignment store. What, to sell? To sell. No. Do they have anything like that for furniture? Because if not, that is a gap in the market I might have to no. tap into. It. Well,
1: they do have, obviously you can do it on like eBay. I don't know, it probably does exist, but I don't know of one. But that's a good point. But going back to the waste
0: element on this for me, I'm still shocked at that number that one in that sat that you said, was it one point six five million tons? One point six million. One point six million tonnes goes to waste.
1: Yeah. Bulky waste and furniture. That's just in the UK. Mm-hmm. In Britain. Or yeah. Britain.
0: That's just in Britain. That's a staggering amount of waste. For every item that we throw out, I mean, could we not be reselling these items? could we not be looking to things like rental as well Mm. for furniture? Because John Lewis have started doing it, haven't they? That's something that I don't know if they shout about so much, but I was chatting with someone from John Lewis's team and they were telling me that over the pandemic that I think it went up by like, I don't know what the the amount was, the stat on it, but it more than doubled in the, the number of rentals that they were offering. And it was mainly office goods because everybody was working from home. But they now offer 900 items mm-hmm. to rent, like short-term to long-term rentals, which I think is really cool.
1: Is that just in London or is that across no, the UK? No, I think UK? it's across the UK. That's and exciting. it's And it's
0: dependent on what's available in your area at the distribution centre. So you may get slightly different things in London. You probably have a wider range to choose from down here.
2: Mm. But
0: if you're anywhere else in the country, then you may have a little bit less. But I think there's so many amazing options to help us stop essentially over consuming or wasting yeah. because so many people think about the effort involved with selling items as well
1: yeah there's a lot of effort in it studio arva also rent furniture which is really cool and you can rent their furniture on buy rotation you can yeah. yes yeah. shout out to buy rotation auctions also becoming more and more popular oh. um obviously auctions have been around forever but there has been a recent rise in auction. That might also resurgence. Be. There's been an auction resurgence. And with the I've been <laughs> I've been on the auctions recently, but for all art... you bloody have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a loser. I've been doing a lot of art auctions. And there's loads of charity auctions for art online, so I've been really into those. But furniture auctions are there's been a rise. What kind of things can people
0: buy? Because my mindset is old, beautiful antiques. Yeah, it's a lot of vin- okay. like quote-unquote vintage stuff. And that term's getting overused, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, vintage. I'm starting to hate the word vintage now. With these bigger items, a question I have, I think, is in your research, did you find out anything about items being reused to make other things at all?
1: Yeah, so I read another article, which I'll put in the show notes, which is top trends for homeware oh, wow. and repurposing and especially over the pandemic, we've seen that with social media, TikTok and Pinterest and all of these platforms are really showing us how to repurpose things. Mm-hmm. Even like before the pandemic, I was like, I need to get my bathroom retiled. But now I'm like, no, do you know what? It doesn't need to be retiled. I just need to just put some new grout on. And I can now confidently say I can do that because I've watched at least five TikTok videos about it. And... <laughs> um, I'm basically a builder so yeah social media there's the good side and the bad side to it of course but I think social media has been great for reusing figuring out how to repurpose things in your house Mm. showing people how easy it is to reuse or repurpose or recycle things things like sofas if you love the sofa getting it reupholstered and seeing Mm. how easy that is and finding someone locally to be able to do it so yeah there's definitely a rise in repurposing goods okay so now we're going to speak to harriet wetton who is the female founder switching up the homeware space with the new app which is dubbed the depop of homeware nachi so let's get into it today we have harriet wetton founder of nachi joining us to talk all things fast interiors which is a new term for me maybe us and all things furniture and second-hand furniture. So, thank you so much, Harriet, for joining us today.
2: Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be
1: here. So, first off, let's just talk about Narchi. What sure. is it? You launched really recently.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of soft launched in December last year. The idea kind of came about last March. So uh, yeah, we're very new. And Narchi is a social marketplace for homeware. So, it's a very sort of similar concept to something like Depop, which lots of people are familiar with in the sort of fashion space. It's a social marketplace for people to buy and sell homewares, both secondhand and independent homeware brands. I sort of started it because I was frustrated with other platforms that, well, you know, it was really lengthy process trying to find, trawling through loads of listings for secondhand items, but also having spoken to lots of amazing creatives and artists and independent homeware brands who were on another platform and felt that with all the algorithms and advertising, they were just not getting kind of discovered uh, and therefore not getting any sales. And so I kind of thought there needed to be a really inspiring, creative, exclusive place for just homeware. And that's where Nachi was born from. And so, uh, yeah, we've been going for just under a year and it's a really, really exciting time.
1: Absolutely love that. And I think you're preaching to the choir here because we are massive secondhand furniture shoppers and lovers. Having a dedicated app is really exciting because when I'm looking for furniture, I don't really want to be trawling through everything else. It's quite specific. So this is really, really cool. I think
0: there's so many things that are out there for us as sellers for second-hand furniture. Yeah. So it's nice to be. I know, obviously, you can buy and sell, but having that dedicated place that you can go and browse and buy from. Great authenticated sellers and people that know what they're talking about. It makes a huge difference instead of having to ask a million questions of someone about the size, the, the dimensions, the yeah. condition. Waiting for photos. Is it going to fit through the door? Because that's always my one. Will it fit? Uh, yeah, no <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, definitely. Like, I think my biggest thing was I actually had an experience where I bought a. absolutely beautiful it's a sage green velvet chesterfield sofa i've been looking for that sort of sofa for ages and i think it's you know it's easier when you sort of know what you're looking for but a lot of my friends often don't know what they're looking for they're not you know really into interiors but they know they want a nice space And after that experience where I had spent so long hunting for it, then organizing all the logistics around, because with Nachi, the shipping is on the seller. So you have to, you know, the seller has to ensure that the item gets there in the condition that they've said it is. And and they organize that. And so that makes the whole experience so much more seamless compared to other platforms. And so, yeah, I've kind of been through that headache and just thought this needs to be done in a better way. And just a place where people could find amazing secondhand things that otherwise you'd have to go to antique fairs and markets or hunt around charity shops, which to be honest, most people don't have time to do or they're on during the day in the week. So it's really exciting to kind of have all of these things in your pocket on your phone.
1: Something that we've mentioned already is the term fast interiors. Fast fashion is obviously very popular, something that we love And hate and love to hate especially on this podcast Um, but fast interiors is something that obviously makes sense but something we haven't discussed before so do you want to talk us through the idea of fast interiors and I guess how not she's pushing against it and moving away from it
2: so fast homeware is as you said it's a similar concept to fast fashion so it refers to buying furniture and homewares that are driven by trends and they're usually cheaply made With non-recyclable materials which is causing 22 million tons of furniture to be discarded in the uk every year most of which ends up in landfill so it's a big problem and i think it's something that hasn't been at the forefront of our sort of minds until recently and obviously with all the covid and everyone being at home lots of people were sort of buying more and more for their home but maybe not making those conscious decisions about where they were buying from or you know buying those trend-led pieces and so what's great with Nachi is it does give you the ability to find amazing homeware, amazing furniture all in one place. And what's great about that as well is that, you know, more often than not, secondhand pieces are a much better quality and at a cheaper price because they are secondhand. But they've been made with materials that are, you know, much better. Yeah, Nachi is also providing, which is really exciting for us sellers with a space to sell and we've had more and more of our sellers that were maybe like kind of doing it as a bit of a side hustle or part-time and now a couple of them have actually quit their jobs um, are doing it full-time or just doing more of it because they now have a place to be able to sell so yeah it's, it's, it's really great that we're also I guess making second-hand cool that's my big thing is changing this narrative that second-hand means it's been worn or it's not kind of as nice as, as new. And it's actually completely the opposite. I find that with secondhand homeware, it's often get a lot more character and design pieces have been really considered. I mean, my house is full of secondhand and I feel that it really adds yeah character. And it's great that we're being able to tackle this fast homeware trend and trying to kind of educate consumers to purchase in a more sustainable way.
0: This is fantastic because I didn't realise... When you started talking about the stats, what was it? 22 million items, did you say? Yes,
2: yeah, 22 million tonnes of furniture are discarded in the UK every year. And actually, a third of UK adults throw away furniture that are in good enough condition that can be resold or reused. People don't
0: know. I think so many of us, I mean, I've seen it in my area, you see so many people just putting something out on the street in the hope that somebody else will take it. But there is value in things. And I think so many of us, I mean, I recently just bought a new sofa and instead of trying to recycle it or get rid of it in any other way, I put it straight online and I said, does anybody want to buy this? And I always find that I always see sofas being bought and resold again and again and again. So we wanted to know what kind of furniture item has the longest life cycle in terms of being resold or something that's going to Last the test of time, I guess?
2: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question. And I would actually come at it with rather than there there being a specific item, it really comes down to the material it's made from. And this is something I always look for when purchasing homeware and furniture in particular. So a solid, like hardwood coffee table or wardrobe, will last a much longer time with the right care. And it's much easier with an item like that to sand or refinish, to kind of repurpose or upcycle. Whereas an item made of like a cheaper particle board or with a laminate finish, which a lot of the mass-produced pieces are made from, will only last a few years with use and are nearly impossible to repair. I would always say that rather than there being kind of a specific object, just really consider like what the item's made from. And buying secondhand, as I kind of mentioned earlier, buying secondhand quality pieces at a cheaper price is is a win-win really because you, you kind of get an item that's cheaper than maybe buying it brand new and it's going to be made of something that is going to, Last a long time, and if you do need to give it a spruce of life or upcycle it, they're much much easier to work with than the cheaper materials.
0: Definitely, and as with fashion, it all comes down to the composition. It's amazing. There's no changes across any industry. This is the yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> all about the composition, how it's made. Yeah. Speaking of, I think I mentioned recycling beforehand. Do you know of any buyback schemes or recycling schemes that you can kind of talk about and? give a little bit of light on so that if people did want to maybe recycle their stuff as opposed to sell it, if it is at a point where it is unsellable, where they can do that?
2: Yeah, for sure. I did a bit of research into this recently, actually. And I know that places like IKEA have recently introduced a scheme where you can return items and be given credits to spend in store. So depending on the condition of the item, I think it's something like you get 50% back of the retail value if the item's in really good condition, down to kind of 20% if it's fairly used, I think it's really good that brands like IKEA are considering their kind of sustainability angle and that and, and they're thinking about these sorts of things. I do think there needs to probably be a bit more transparency on what happens to those return goods from the kind of research that I did. It wasn't really clear, but it's great that they're kind of moving in that direction and are thinking about the mass produced items that are out there another really good tip are charities such as british heart foundation and hospice in the world offer a pickup service which not many people know about Um, and if you have a look locally if you're kind of local store you can they'll come with their vans and they'll collect large items that may otherwise be quite difficult for you to recycle if you haven't got a car or a big enough car so they'll collect the item and they'll resell it And I think they charge a small fee for that. So that's really, really good, especially for those kind of bulkier items. But then of course, there's Narchi where you can often as well, we have lots of sellers on the app that are, um, they are upcycled. So it's always worth messaging sellers that you can see are, Um, upcycling and selling furniture, because they'll often take things, come and pick things up that are maybe seem like they haven't got much life left. And they it's amazing what they do with things. I've seen some items that they've completely restored, that were going to be chucked away and have replaced parts of it or, you know, replaced parts of the material and have given them a complete new lease of life. So um, yeah, those are a few of the things. And I think I know Dunelm are doing a textiles recycling. So you can go in and drop off bed linen and tablecloths and they then recycle them into new items. Items, which is really great. So um, there are definitely some good schemes out there. So it's worth before chucking things away or doing a dump run, it's worth having a look out and, and seeing how you can have a better recycling aspect for the item.
0: Just on that British Heart Foundation point that you made, I use them regularly. I just want to raise the point with the British Heart Foundation. They do charge, as you said, but they also want things to be in near new condition and a like a really good sellable condition we had an issue. <laughs> well, oh, they, came, yeah. they came to pick up some sofas. They were like, yeah, we can't sell this. So no. Oh, so, yeah.
1: It, yeah.
0: yeah, so it, it does have to be in a really good condition. But it's good to know that these things are around because they take a lot of electrical items as well as furniture. So they'll take like old fridges as well. It's good to know that these things are available. And like you said, you mentioned Dunelm and Ikea, two huge stores. And they're both superstores that offer this service. So it's good for brands to be able to, offer that so that their customers can then take the items back when they no longer want them. Something I've been harping on about for the whole of this year is the circularity aspect of everything. If if brands make it known that they've got these services available and make it part of their USP, for me, I think it just instills that brand loyalty within your customer and it makes somebody want to shop with you again and again and again, because they know that they can then return the item.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, as more brands do this, it will become a custom with hopefully most brands, as these kind of, as you said, kind of big giants in the space start introducing these schemes, it will, will inspire other brands to do the same. And then hopefully it means that just everything is much more circular and there's this nice sustainability aspect to, to every brand, which is what we all want.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's giving me, it's giving me old school lifetime guarantee. That's what it's giving yeah. me. <laughs>
1: Oh, this was great. Thank you so much, Harriet, for this little bit of insight and helping us understand what is going on in the, I guess, the slow interiors world and the slow homeware world, which is exciting.
2: It is great. And thank you for having me. It's been really great. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll all be uh, more conscious with our interiors decisions. And yeah, buy a second hat.
1: <laughs> 100%. Love it. Okay, that was great. So, we love a recycling centre, it seems.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> seems to be our favourite things. Like.
1: It's the, recycling centres for season five is the, the washing of season four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the buyback schemes, recycling centres, things like that, obviously so important. We spoke so much about it, so I, I don't think we need to go into more detail. Because no, no, I think it was
0: brilliant. I'm glad that there are a lot more buyback schemes and things like that available and that so many stores actually offer things like that. Yeah. Because that's that's a big thing. As I keep saying to you, if stores put these services at the forefront of their marketing, you would have the most loyal customers in the world. Because I know if I buy from a store that offers recycling, mending, all these different things and a buyback scheme, all right, I don't necessarily need the points from you. But for me, it's the feel-good factor of knowing mm. that I then don't have to dispose of an item. As well, I can take it to the store and they handle everything that's great I and mean, I know that it's done properly then
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: so that's great going on to the sustainably influenced sustainability school I love that we've made that into a jingle now
1: have we though
0: four weeks in it sounds like we keep doing it so
1: <laughs> i'm not sure if that's what a jingle is but okay <laughs> right so second-hand furniture, furniture how sustainable do we see ten. being a 10 being?
0: Mate. A ten, ten. Mate. 10 mate that's what it is it's a 10 <laughs> yeah i'll go for it i'll go for 10 i think yeah it's a good one to talk about and i think we can maybe ask the audience on this how sustainable <laughs> sustainable quote unquote there um you can't see me but i did air quotes
1: yeah but let's (laughs) think about this i do this every bloody episode but let's put a spanner in the works yeah so you've got a vintage sofa Mm -hmm. secondhand you've bought it you're like the fourth owner really exciting but you're buying it from italy you're getting it sent over carbon footprint
0: all right i like this i like this let's not say anything what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, more sustainable could be, I'm going to keep talking, more sustainable could be having someone locally make your furniture from reused or repurposed wood or materials. I'm just going to throw it out there. Just yeah. gonna it what do you guys think? But like, Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Me too. I need to go home and find a sofa. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll be sitting on my new new old sofa. Yeah,
0: new old sofa. Love that. Love that for you. I hope. Well, until next week, we'll catch you guys
1: later. Ciao for now.